So today's gospel reading is a simple story. There's not much to say about it, really. It's just six verses. We're in Mark 10, starting in the 46th verse. I invite you to follow along on your Bible or your Bible app, or uh, if you're new and there's a Pew Bible, uh, it's page 47 in the New Testament. It's toward the back uh, since they start renumbering at the New Testament. We encounter this Jesus and this Bartimaeus on the side of the road. And it's an encounter that's intimately familiar to anybody who lives in Toronto. He's walking down the sidewalk and there's somebody begging for money. Bartimaeus is sitting there, tattered and dirty. He's got a solo cup with some coins in it. Cardboard sign, anything helps, God bless. Jesus is wandering around the countryside teaching and he has come to Jericho and he's on his way out and he passes a blind man who is begging. And Bartimaeus hears the commotion and he asks someone, he's like, what, what's happening? What is it? Because he can't see. And someone says, oh, it's Jesus of Nazareth. And Bartimaeus has heard about Jesus. He, he, he knows, he's heard that he's healing and that he's teaching. His, his fame precedes him. And something clicks in Bartimaeus' head because he realizes this is his shot. This is his shot, and it might not come again. He sits by the road every day, and today Jesus is walking by, and he begins to shout. The dynamic of the disciples and Bartimaeus here is it's kind of comical, actually. I mean, it's sad, but it's comical. These men who will be the apostles, who will die for the sake of the resurrected Jesus are at this point unmitigated tools. They're the self-appointed gatekeepers jockeying for status among his students, and they're like, hush, don't bother the master. Like, this guy's yelling is offensive. But then the teacher stands still, Jesus stood still. He hears the call. Jesus, son of David, this, this honorific linking Jesus to the legendary king of Israel. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he says, call him here. And now these disciples, they're all too eager. Take heart. Come forward. He's calling you like a bouncer at a club who suddenly realized that there's a VIP standing in front of him and can't rip the velvet rope away fast enough. These guys, man. And what does Bartimaeus do? He's called for it. He throws off his cloak. Now, in those days, people didn't have all the layers of clothing that we had. They would have had an outer cloak and then some undergarments. So Bartimaeus throws off his cloak and runs forward, presumably virtually naked. And as I was thinking about Bartimaeus, this brought tears to my eyes to think about how exposed this man is. This man who's totally vulnerable to begin with. He sits by the side of the road. He has to suffer anything that anybody wants to do to him, just to be mean. Anybody can act to him however they want to act, and he can't do anything about it. Do you know what it feels like to suffer? Here's a man who depends on the pity of strangers for his livelihood. Do you know what it feels like to be pitied? Here's a man who the world has hurt so badly. Do you know what it feels like to be hurt? Here's a man whose life is so hard. Does life ever feel hard? And he springs up to stand in front of Jesus. 
And Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? Now contrast this with the exact same question Jesus has posed to the disciples just a few verses back when uh, James and John say, we want you to do whatever, you, whatever we ask. And Jesus says, well, what do you want me to do for you? And they say, we want to be first. We want to sit at your right and left. Here Bartimaeus has cried out for mercy, and Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? And he says, my teacher, let me see again. Let me see again. Oh, my. Sit with this for a second. Oh, my. He asked Jesus to see again. He doesn't say, whatever you can spare. He doesn't say, every little bit helps. He doesn't say, a $5 Timmy's card would be great. My teacher, let me see again. My teacher, do teachers restore lost sight? That's not a thing. Once your sight is gone, even with modern medicine, once your sight is gone, it's gone. But Bartimaeus, standing half naked before Jesus, who can't see the eye, every eye that's on him. He's totally exposed. And when Jesus asks him what he wants, this utterly vulnerable, utterly lonely man, he asks for his eyes back. Can you imagine the courage it took to hope that big? Because all of us know eyes don't come back. So we know, we know the answer had to be no. And the crowd knew that the answer had to be no. And the disciples knew that the answer had to be no, but Jesus said yes. Jesus said yes. Jesus said yes, go, your faith has made you well, your faith the courage that it took you to ask a thing that could not be done, risking the disappointment, the mockery, the grief. And Bartimaeus regained his sight. He hadn't always been blind. And followed Jesus on the way. It's a simple story. For me, 2021 marks two decades of walking, stumbling, limping, crawling on the way with Jesus. And I confess, this is not an easy season. Periodically, as I have been asking myself for the past 20 years, how does Christian faith, how does walking with Jesus practically change your life? Like, not just once this is all done, we put up with this and then you go to heaven, but how does it change now? Like, when life is hard, like when you're sick, when you're kids are yelling at you, when you're broke, when your significant other ghosts you, when you're fighting with your spouse, when work is awful, when you can't find work, when you're hurting, when the simple act of living is grinding you under, what real difference does Jesus make? I've heard preachers give hollow imperatives of joy, you know, like rejoice, rejoice, but it doesn't always feel like that. And sometimes being told to feel good when you can't feel good makes you feel worse. So how do you get there? What do you do with that? And Bartimaeus has something to teach us here. Because he is a picture of who we all are deep down. Which is to say desperate, vulnerable creatures. 
You may think that's not you. You're strong, you're secure, but all that's just like a phone call away from being taken away, right? We're all one piece of bad news away from having our life washed out from underneath our feet. Bartimaeus had his sight and he lost it. And underneath the armor that we all dress up in to feel strong, the stuff you strap on your body each morning to go out and do battle with the world, whatever it is, smarts, money, looks, education, family, your accomplishments, your titles, whatever, all that can be taken away. Underneath it all, at bottom, we are all beggars sitting by the roadside, hearing a rumor of a God passing by, and this is your chance. Today is your chance. You might not get another. And Bartimaeus shows us what it's like to have the courage to shout out his name, to risk embarrassment, rejection, denial, because underneath it all, what we all need most is mercy. We all need mercy. Because underneath it all, what we all need most is Jesus. The cry of Bartimaeus is the answer to that. What a difference Jesus makes in the middle of the grind. What difference does Jesus make in the middle of the grind? Well, the cry of Bartimaeus is one of the most, is the basis for one of the most important spiritual treasures of the Christian church, which is the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. The Jesus prayer was developed primarily by Eastern Orthodox believers as a response to Scripture's command to pray without ceasing, because it is a quintessential prayer of the heart. It is a prayer that you can be praying constantly, no matter what else you're doing. As you're getting ready for your day, on your commute, at work, cooking, whatever. And in some ways, it is an essential prayer, the essential prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, this is who you are. You are Lord, you are Jesus, you are the Messiah of Israel, you are the Christ. Have mercy on me. This is who I am. I need mercy. No matter how much I spend my day tricking myself that I don't. This is a prayer. This is the cry of Bartimaeus that we can all cultivate in our own life. And I say cultivate because prayer is, this prayer is a bit like a living thing. It's, it's like a flower that you tend in the garden of your heart. I don't want to get real nitty-gritty with you this morning. This is how you cultivate it. If you want to adopt the Jesus prayer, if you want to adopt the cry of Bartimaeus, establish this connection to that desperate person that we all are at base and have that ready at hand when life is a grind, and remember who you truly are and who God truly is, here's how you do it. You set aside time. That's the non-negotiable. It could be five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. It's best in the morning. Before you do anything else, it's even better if you repeat it at night. You can also pray with a prayer rope where you count the number of prayers. It doesn't matter. You set aside a block of time. It doesn't have to be a ton. And for that set period of time, you say the prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And you pause briefly between each recitation. Now, this is not a mantra. It is not meant to fade into background noise. This is not to clear our minds. This is not mindfulness. This is prayer. You are invoking the name of the Lord Jesus. And so you have to set your intention with each one, like a bodybuilder doing squats. You don't do it carelessly. You are paying attention to what you're doing. Each repetition requires care and attention. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And the good thing is, when your mind wanders and your mind's going to wander, 
Every breath is a new start. And that's what you do. You attach it to your breath. Inhale. Lord Jesus Christ. It's hard to vocalize when you're inhaling, so this can be mental. And then exhale. Whispered or mentally, have mercy on me. In, out. And when you attach this prayer to your breath, and this is an ancient, I'm not inventing something here. This is not like new yoga for Christians or something. This is, like, this is stuff that monks have been doing for centuries. When you attach this prayer to your breath, you're grafting prayer onto this thing that you do automatically, that you do to stay alive. And after a short period of time, you will get it stuck in your head and in your heart, in your body, like a song that you just cannot shake. And if you keep this up, you'll find that prayer begins to creep in in those moments when life is a grind, when life is grinding you under. It'll be like a green blade of grass that's stabbing through a crack in the concrete because all it takes is a breath, and you do a lot of those. And the breath becomes an opportunity to remember who you really are, to remember what you really need. To remember that underneath the illusion of security, we are all desperate people. Just a moment, just a moment to remember, and there's that name, Jesus, and he's with you. As we close, we're going to do this for a couple minutes. We're going to do an exercise. I'm going to let you sit still. Nobody's going to look at you, I promise. I want to teach you how to pray like Bartimaeus did. Pray this Jesus prayer, this ancient prayer. To pray from that place of truth before God, terrifying as it is, to pray like the desperate people that underneath it all we truly are. And here's how you start, whether you're here or watching online. You start by closing your eyes. Because Bartimaeus couldn't see the Lord, so join him in that darkness. Sit by his side, smell that Jericho dust in your nose, hear the rumor of God's Son passing by, Trust me. Close your eyes. And now you breathe. That's it. You're doing it already. Calmly, slowly, in, out. Just keep breathing at your own pace. And now you attach the prayer to your breath on your inhale silently. Lord Jesus Christ, exhale, have mercy on me. Keep going, natural pace, in, out, don't stop praying. Keep those eyes closed. And now you, here's the hard part, you let the prayer sink from your mind into your heart. Because you've got to join your heart to that breath and let, let, let your prayer be there. It's not a prayer of the head, it's a prayer of the heart. And in the silence of your heart, you shout out like Bartimaeus, you shout out, Fearlessly, you shout out shamelessly because you need Jesus to stop and listen. Inhale, Lord Jesus Christ. Exhale, have mercy on me. Keep going, don't stop. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Your own pace, your own breath. In, out. And Jesus stands still. Keep breathing, keep praying. He's heard you, he calls you forward. Breathe, pray. Take heart, he's calling you. Inhale, exhale. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. He's alive, he is here. And he says, what do you want me to do for you? Keep breathing, keep praying. What do you want? What do you really need if you are brave enough to ask for it? 
Don't lose that breath. Don't lose that prayer. What would you ask for if you had Bartimaeus' courage? Breathe, pray. If you could bring yourself to trust like Bartimaeus, breathe, pray. Maybe it's, Jesus, I'm scared. I'm so scared. Give me courage. Maybe it's, Jesus, I'm hurting. Give me relief. Or maybe it's, Jesus, I'm tired. Lord, let me have rest. Keep breathing. The Lord is near. Maybe it's, Jesus, I'm sad. Let me have joy. Maybe it's, Jesus, I'm sick. The person I love is sick. Let, Let me have healing. Ask. Maybe it's, Jesus, The addiction's got a hold of me. It's the bottle, it's the pills, it's the porn, it's whatever. Let me have freedom. Keep breathing. Maybe it's, Jesus, I'm lonely. Let me have love. Keep breathing. Jesus, I've done wrong. Let me have forgiveness. Oh, Jesus, save me in Lord Jesus Christ. Out. Have mercy on me. Keep praying. Keep praying. Don't stop. Because Scripture says that Moses hid in the cleft of the rock and watched the edges of God's glory as he passed by. A God who human eyes could not behold, who was deaf to see. And that same God took on flesh and passed by Bartimaeus at the Jericho Road, and Bartimaeus couldn't see his God, but God gave Bartimaeus his eyes back. God gave Bartimaeus eyes to see him, and Bartimaeus followed. In. Out. And now we say, Amen.